This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Reds Hot Stove League. I'm Jim Day. We hope wherever you are listening tonight, you are safe and you are hunkered down with family, and we are all trying to get through this public crisis the best way that we can. Obviously, it has affected the sports world going further, going forward, and that hit a little closer to home this afternoon. Uh, The Reds announced earlier this afternoon that one of its year-round Arizona employees and resident tested positive for the coronavirus, and it's all about being responsible, and it's all about being transparent. The Reds in immediately announced that publicly and really set some things into action that uh, we've seen across society in being responsible during this time. Uh, The Goodyear employees plus members of the media and the Cincinnati-based Red staff who are working inside the Goodyear complex, the key dates are from February 29th to March 13th. They've been notified and directed to follow CDC recommendations. And those employees who are in daily direct contact with that Arizona employee have been advised to get tested. Me personally, I was there during that time. I was given the option of being tested. I took that option this afternoon. I was tested here locally in Cincinnati. I'll get the results back in three to five days, but like everyone else who's being responsible during this time, I have self-quarantined myself. And with that in mind, tonight's show is emanating from my house. So here we are in the Casa Day tonight at the Reds Hot Stove League, as well as my co-host tonight, who's in his house and joining me, and that would be Tom Brenneman. How are we doing, brother? I'm doing fine, Jim, and, uh, and, and echoing the same things you're talking about, because uh, you were at the complex every single day, and, and there were a lot of others there, whether it be in the media, whether it be uh, you know visitors in some form or fashion who may have been there. I know it was a time when we had both sponsors with the Reds, uh, with us as a franchise, as well as some of the owners weekend out there. So, you know, the Reds have really been on top of this whole thing. In fact, you know, you go back to, to the very beginning, and they were one of the first franchises to shut down uh, all of spring training. And so, uh, you know, uh, to, to get it out there immediately and to let everybody know who may have come through there in some form or fashion to, to get this thing checked out sooner rather than later, or quarantine, as you're talking about as well, uh, to do just that. And I think we have Dick Williams with us, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Jim? We do. The president of baseball operations, Dick Williams, on the line as well. Dick, I know this is a very busy time, and uh, this is uh, a lot of logistics going into things that you have to do, not only before today, but today's announcement to to be reactionary and to be uh, responsible. Uh, Has to be a very busy day. How are you holding up? Uh, we're, we're holding up well, and I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to be on tonight and, and giving me the opportunity to share our experience and what we're going through. I think it's so important at a time like this to that we all talk about um, the things we're doing uh, to prevent uh, the spread of this and, and what we're doing and the instances where we do see it pop up. Um, you know, we've, I'm so proud of our organization, how proactive we've been. Um, both sides, the baseball and business side, throughout this uh, situation. We'll talk a lot about that 
tonight. Um, but uh, we're being as careful as we can. You know, this stressful times tend to focus the mind and, and get us to pay attention to what's important. And I hope everybody, all of us, uh, has a healthy amount of stress right now and, and, is, and is focusing that uh, towards health, uh, our personal situations, and the per- prevention of, of letting this spread any, any further. You know, our business, we're used to a little bit of stress. Uh, we had a lot of stress this off season, and it helped us focus our mind and get to get to where we're going. We just don't ever want to let that um, flip over into panic, where your judgment gets clouded. Um, so we're uh, we're thinking of it as a healthy stress, and it's driving us to be the best that we can and communicate as effectively as we can. So I, I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to come on here and catch up with you guys. Seems like our dinner in, uh, at Ground Control was a lifetime ago. You know what, Jim? Uh, yeah, no I, I don't know, and Jim, maybe you feel differently. And Dick, if you want to continue to talk about, you know, this situation that's going on with the Reds, uh, w- w- with the Arizona employee testing positive and, and all of that, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm here in Cincinnati, just like you guys are. And wherever you are from coast to coast, and this is a world none of us has lived in. So, you know, if you don't mind, and if you guys are okay with it, can we just talk about baseball for the next half hour or so? I I mean, I think everybody and his brother – you know, we're, we're missing out on so many things we've taken for granted. And whether it's, you know, small things, it just the, the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, the start of Major League Baseball, the end of spring training, it's such an incredibly exciting time of the year and really a, a relief for a lot of people that might be going through any kind of stresses in their lives. Not just this whole thing with the virus, but it could be a sick parent or, you know, something going on with your kids or whatever it might be. Are you guys all right if we do that for a little while? Because some of the people at home might like to hear a little baseball talk because dick you get to talk to all these players even though they're not around you all the time absolutely if that would help um you know uh people think about something else for a while i'd be glad to talk baseball with you guys. jim you on board with that i'm on board with that tom certainly we've got a full hour to do it i do think that there are some things because of today's announcements that we just need to to be transparent about and get as much information as we can out there i mean the cincinnati reds are a public uh entity yep so just to make sure that, you know, we're covering all bases and that, you know, that uh, on our end, we're doing everything preventative um, to, to stop this from spreading. And as you guys talked about, uh, you were very proactive in closing down the, the spring training facility earlier than other teams. Uh, yesterday, the Reds closed the offices here in Cincinnati until at least April 13th uh, to employees who are not essential to, to running Great American Ballpark. Um, and then with today's announcement of Arizona, there, there's going to be some things going forward, Dick, that I, I'm sure people are going to want to know, that being uh, the, the players and, and the employee. We've talked about the employees being tested. What are you doing on the player front? Uh, because obviously we were all in that same complex. Yeah, we're communicating with the, the players, um, staff, and front office all um, in similar fashion. And, you know, really – uh, the, the, the measures that you need to be taking right now, the social distancing, sanitizing your hands, checking yourself for symptoms, eliminating all non-essential travel gatherings, these are things we all should be doing. And if you're not doing it, you're not paying enough attention to what's going on out there. And when these positive tests uh, pop up, they tend to grab people's attention. But really, regardless of that, 
we all should be practicing the best practices that we can. And we have been hammering that uh, home with our staff uh, since we got to you know, spring training and this began, began to become um, an increasing issue. And, and the communication is key. But we are approaching it. I, I said this earlier in spring training, you know, a lot like the communication with my own family. It is if you are experiencing symptoms and you have been exposed to someone, um, then you need to get tested. Um, merely being in, in the presence of someone that, that has tested positive, you know, by itself doesn't always lead to a requirement to get tested. You know, the presence of symptoms is something that, that um, you know, they say should be there as well. We're being as proactive as we can with people that we know we're in close contact with our employee that tested positive, and we are encouraging and making available tests as much as we can possible. But, but really the key is that regardless of whether you were that in contact with that person or not, we should all be doing the same things to keep each other safe. And Dick, just for the record, uh, the employee, without naming any names, uh, he or she if, uh, is doing just fine. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I had a good conversation with uh, that employee this afternoon. You know, they, they were experiencing symptoms um, over the weekend, went in to get checked. Originally, we're not even going to be tested for uh, coronavirus, um, tested negative for the flu and strep. Um, the symptoms were very mild. But because of the nature of the job um, and the exposure to a lot of players from uh, international locations, uh, they decided to, to go ahead and, and do a test, take a few days for those results to come back, and, and um, so the employee wasn't informed until late last night, but has been at home. Since they took the test, they went home, uh, self-quarantined. Uh, there's no medication or special, you know, any, any treatment for that other than uh, to remain isolated and protect others. And, uh, you know, the employee was, was feeling much, much improved when I spoke to them this afternoon. Good. That's great news. Thank God for that, for sure. We are back on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day. We apologize about the little bit of a technical difficulty we had going to our last break. We hope that is solved. I am emanating from my house tonight as a preventative measure uh, with this coronavirus and the pandemic that is going on in society. Tom Brenneman is in his house president of baseball operations for the Reds, Dick Williams, at his house. Uh, and we certainly want to talk about baseball going forward, Dick. I, I just had a couple more uh, points I wanted to, to make or at least get out there. Um, none of the Cincinnati employees have tested positive here in Reds country. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that uh, they've tested negative either. A lot of testing happened today. In fact, I got tested. There was a group of Reds employees that were down there getting tested we'll all know in three to five days um, but to, to your knowledge uh, on the player front no one has symptoms right now or anyone that you're worried about uh, that's right Jim. and we we are being very proactive we have been now for a while uh, we send out actually to all of our minor league players major league players and all of our uh, minor major league coaches a, a daily email with a very short health survey. And so it allows the coach um, or player to respond with a click or two. And then the ones that uh, identify themselves as having some sort of symptom, whatever it may be, we, we follow up, we have a phone call, we discuss whether or not additional care is needed. More often than not, um, you know, those have been headaches or fevers or coughs that have resolved themselves in a couple of days. But it's critical that we know 
so that as soon as one of those um, people has symptoms that continue and or elevate, that we begin a communication um, outreach to people around them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just so important to keep tabs on this and, and communicate about it. And the fact that we had a positive test to me doesn't, doesn't point to a failure in the system. It points to how well it's worked and that we, you know, I feel like we likely prevented a lot more uh, illnesses or, or spread of this by, by being able to, to identify who it was and communicate as quickly as we did to what is over, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, Reds employees that were in Arizona around that time. So are you asking at this point, Dick, and you may have touched on this as you were talking about it already, so forgive me if I missed it. Are you in a situation where in your job you feel like you have to ask all the players who who are in the vicinity uh, of our employee, our Arizona-based employee who is uh, tested positive for COVID-19? Do you feel like every player at this point needs to be tested or not yet? No, not yet. And I want to be clear, I don't link it. I mean, I think people tend to get hyper-focused on the one individual that might have it. I think we right. need to realize this, is a, this could be everywhere. It could oh, be of anywhere. course, of course, right? of course. And so, and so I want everybody, regardless of whether we have an employee testing positive, and I want this message out of the community as well, you know, think about the preventive measures you can take and be very aware of your body and your personal symptoms. And if you have them, go get tested. If you don't, you know, you probably don't need to. Once you've, once you've been in the presence of a confirmed positive test, you should be even more vigilant. Um, and we are even getting ahead of that here in Cincinnati and, 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 and trying to get aggressive and getting some people tested before they might be symptomatic, just so that if something does come up, we can nip it as much as we can in the bud rather than waiting and being reactive. And I, I really credit Phil uh, Castellini for getting on the phone today and getting a lot of that arranged on behalf of some of our staff. Yep. Um, but yeah, the hope is the hope is that we're all uh, being preventive. So players, we are we are we are keeping a daily contact with them. Anything suspicious, we're going to work with them very quickly to get tested. They're just like anybody else in the population, you know. Um, keep an eye on it. No question, and uh, the Reds, in fact, had an uh, employee meeting yesterday, and it was done via video as the Reds have shut down their offices to at least April 13th, and that decision to close the offices was unrelated to today's announcement. If you're just joining us, uh, a year-round Arizona Reds employee tested positive for the virus. So uh, as we talked about, all the precautionary measures are uh, being made going forward. All right, uh, you boys want to talk some baseball? Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what? Uh, unfortunately, this is also related to what's going on, Dick, but um, when and if you get the signal that, okay, we can reconvene and start getting ready for a season that we hope is going to happen, what will spring training look like when you get back? Well, that, that's actually kind of fun to think about, you know, because we could go a diff couple different directions with that, and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, but uh, and some of that will depend on how long we're out. I mean, but if I, if I can back up just for a second, step one for us is what are we doing right now for these guys, for these players, um, with the uncertainty that we're presented with? And so our coaching staff and our medical staff has been hard at work developing for each and every red a individualized plan. So we've got the healthy players in one bucket and the rehab players in another bucket. Um, but for each player, we need to right now be telling them 
hey, this isn't, you know, go home, lock yourself in the house. They're, they're not sure what to do. We need to give them tools to get ready. We need to tell them you should be doing a lot of work. You shouldn't be doing a lot of work. So we're, we're individualizing those workloads, and we are aggressively deploying kind of an in-home workout kit um, that will be tailored for each player. So a way for them to, to kind of create their own home gym, whether they have one or not, uh, and do some exercises that all of us can do uh, in the cover run hunt. So the, that's the focus right now. We'll see how long that goes. Spring training could take a lot of forms. You know, we, we, we heard that it's most likely we'll be back in Arizona. The longer that pushes into the summer, Tom knows very well what the heat of a Phoenix summer can feel like. You know, so does spring training become a nighttime activity or an early morning activity instead of a midday? Um, does it does it end up staying in the home markets? Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different ways you can take it. And how long will you have to get the players ready? If you go back and you have a smaller camp, say we go back with 35 players, 30 players in camp instead of the 60 we started with, could you start playing five inning games? Since you don't have the fillers to fill the back end of those games, could you play five inning, six inning, seven inning games, progressively getting bigger? Um, I'm not hearing any of these. I don't want to be quoted as, as saying these are, um, you know, MLB suggestions, but there's certainly things you could think about. All right, we have to step aside for another break. Dick's going to hang in there with us. Tom Brenneman is on the line as well. I'm Jim Day. You are listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Much more to come after this. With Tom Brenneman, I'm Jim Day. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. We are joined by the president of baseball operations for your Cincinnati Reds, Dick Williams. We talked in the last segment about if and when you get the uh, clear to go uh, or the sign to, to go back to work, uh, what spring training might look like. And Dick uh, wanted to expand on that or take it a step further. Obviously, we're dealing with a national emergency, a worldwide pandemic in the grand scheme of things. Sports, uh, not important in that regard, but uh, business for you uh, goes on as there. I don't want to put you on the spot, but has there, and obviously we're at the mercy of uh, those government officials uh, when they say the coast is clear. Uh, but has there been any talk amongst the uh, the organization or amongst baseball of when there might be a hope of getting a season started? Is there a date that you're targeting? No, it's it's premature to say we're targeting a date, Jim. We've been told what's not going to happen, and that's you know, the resumption in, in the original target in earlier April with a few week delay, everybody's realized that's not going to happen. I think we can all, you know, make our own guesses as to when it might come around. Obviously we'd have to bake in a period uh, to be determined for the players to get ready. Um, a modified spring training. I don't know whether that would be one week or three weeks, you know, it's probably somewhere in, in the middle there. Um, but really, it's, it, I don't see us cranking that up until we all get comfortable that things are, are moving in a very positive direction. And that decision will be made above my pay grade. Before then, really, it, it would be, we'd just be speculating. We started playing with dates. But I, I do know the goal is when we get going, let's play as many games as we can play. The baseball season is known for, you know, for its length. Um, it's known... Uh, that, that part of the grind is identifying the best clubs and 
you know, baseball played over a very short period of time, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's less predictable. Um, and so we all want to play as many regular season, season games as possible. And I think it's likely that we would get creative on the back end to try to, you know, extend the season, postseason, whatever we can do. Uh, to play as many games as possible. Dick, I'm kind of curious, you know, when you start talking about these kinds of things, and I mean, heck, there have been all kinds of rumors that have been floated around out there, stories that have been written. You've seen them, you know, whether it's uh, in reference to what you were just talking about, say the postseason, and going deep into uh, November even, depending on when the season finally gets started, and maybe playing in venues where the weather's good, or there's a retractable dome, and all those kinds of things. And, you know, is I guess what I'm getting at initially, since nobody really knows the right answer or necessarily what the, the wrong answer because I'm not sure there is a right answer or a wrong answer on any of these topics has baseball opened up any of this sort of this sort of communication line with with you or with a, a manager of fill in the blank or or the president of, 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 of a franchise as to, to different ideas as we move forward on what to do that's a great question because you never know where the good ideas are, are going to yeah. come from we we have to, to answer your question directly. We haven't begun the process yet with MLB discussing, you know, exactly how we could accomplish all of our goals. Um, I, I did forward an email today. Some great ideas David Bell had. I forwarded them to a contact at MLB just to just to get you know get the creative juices flowing. I've talked to Phil Castellini. He participates with uh, uh, in a working group with the presidents of other sure. clubs on the business side, and obviously they have a lot of implications to take into account that I'm not privy to. So, you know, we, we you know getting his group to start thinking creatively. So I think it's incumbent upon all of us. I've read some of the articles you've seen out there that are you know throwing out some wild ideas, but but you know one of those might stick. So um, I think we all need to be open minded play as much of the season as we can this year. Uh, I know that's what the players want to do. Um, I know that's what MLB wants to do. That's what we're all anxious. And you know here in Cincinnati we want to play the season because of how we feel about our team this year. You know, I, I just think the whole the whole length of the spring training thing is just going to be such a major issue, and you touched on it earlier. You know, you're just thinking about depending on how long this goes, and you preface everything by saying that, but the fact that, you know, how long would it realistically take some of these guys to have to ramp back up to get things going? Because let's face it, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure, especially from a physical standpoint, not physical, but physical, to, to get games going and get people in the ballparks and try to salvage from a, from a financial standpoint, you know, uh, what every team possibly can in getting baseball and the business of baseball, you know, back on its feet. Yeah, you've seen it. I mean, not, nobody else prepares for the season quite like baseball. You know, some would argue that, yeah. it's, that it's too long as it is, um, but others would argue that you need all that time. You probably need most of that time for the pitchers, and you definitely don't need all that time for the position players. Um, but it is a very carefully orchestrated process, and, and frankly, we were in the what seventh inning of a nine-inning ball game there, and getting our players ready. They were starting to play most of the game, getting ready to uh, start the back-to-back appearances, and so this is uncharted territory for us. Um, we feel like a, a strength of ours is the, the the medical staff that we have and the coaching staff that we have, and so you know we think that our ability to be open-minded and approach this uncertainty um, in a creative way may give us a competitive edge um, because every team is going to be looking for answers. Uh, we definitely want the players to be healthy. 
Um, uh, but if the if the layoff is too long, it's it's hard to tell them stay in peak shape. You know, you don't want to sure. for too long of a period. But as soon as you tell them to back down and then it cranks up, you know that's a, that's another risk. So uh, we'll we'll be putting our heads together on the best way to to sort of thread the needle. Do you think it would make any sense at all, any sense at all, Dick? And I'm just throwing this against the wall because they've done it for so long, and there's even even been talk about, you know, doing this at the major league level at some point in time. But maybe this year is a year where you say, okay, you know, maybe because of who's able to get ready, how fast you're able to get ready, do you think it's even remotely possible that you could do a split season? I had not even contemplated that. Wasn't that that was bad for the Reds last time we did a split season? Well, it was, but they had a pretty good record. You're right. But you know what I mean? In the minor leagues, you do that for for various reasons. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I even look at what last year, just from a straight interest level. And if there's ever a year to experiment for something, this could be the kind of year it strikes me, because you know, and trying some things outside the box a little bit. As long as you get baseball back on its feet and playing games again, because you know, you just look at last year when we hit the All Star break last year in the National League Central, you had you had all five teams within four and a half games of first place, and then the Reds come racing out of the gate. You know, they close so fast there. Uh, at the end of the first half, and I just wonder that you know maybe it's something to to, to, to flirt around yeah. with. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but what the hell? You can sit there and dream about it, or no, talk about it, or think about it. I would be shocked if if ideas like that weren't at least on the table. You know, fan interest is is, is you know top of mind. I do think a shorter you know if we end up losing games, we don't know yet if we will, but if we end up with a with a, an abbreviated season. By definition, the math should say that you know that'll that'll lead to a closer race. Um, yeah, right. So it'll be interesting to see the effect of that. I I I totally agree with your point about you know if we're in uncharted territory already, why not experiment with some of these things? And I, you almost are certainly going to have to maybe try some different things in the postseason. Um, so maybe you can see what the effects of different types of series and matchups you know have on the on the postseason excitement. A lot of ways you can go. All right, boys, sure. uh, you got one more segment in you, Dick? I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Where am I going to go? Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is true as we all hunker down and get through this together. We're back with more. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. We are back on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day. Hunkered down in the house along with Tom Brenneman. He's at his house and we are joined tonight by the president of baseball operations for the Reds, Dick Williams. Uh, appreciate you joining us here along the Reds radio network. And again, uh, we're all in this together, folks. And uh, as we try to... Jump in there on you real quick. You know, there's been much made, and, and, and kudos to the Reds franchise. And Dick, Dick, you may want to comment on this about uh, you know donating a million dollars to those workers who are out of work because there is no baseball right now. Um, but for, for people who are looking for work, and I talked to my good friends over at uh, Kroger earlier today, and, and they sincerely mean this. And you're hearing some of the advertisement. It was just on the news a minute ago. You know, if you're one of those folks out there right now who is looking to pick up some money. Uh, because you might be out of a job. Kroger is literally begging people 
to come there and work. And, of course, we know it's the largest grocer in the world, Cincinnati-based, incredible company. Um, and so if you go to at Kroger, they're now hiring. You can literally apply today and have a chance to start working tomorrow. So you can go to jobs.kroger.com to get started. And they have asked me um, point blank earlier today to convey this message out there, that if there are people that need and want a job in a world where it seems like a lot of people are out of a job or having their hours or money cut back, you can be working at Kroger perhaps as early as tomorrow. Good information and hiring thousands of employees. Yep. Um, starting tomorrow. So, again, that is jobs.kroger.com, and get started tomorrow. Um, good stuff there, Tom. Uh, Dick Williams wanted to get back to uh, some Reds talk. Uh, you have players that, uh, once you shut down the spring training facility, that were uh, a lot were going to their home base city. Some were coming back to Cincinnati. Uh, one very unique case, though, is Shogo Akiyama. Uh, obviously the first uh, Japanese-born player signed at the big league level for the Reds. Uh, where are his whereabouts? Is he going back to Japan? Is he here in the United States? Have you had interaction with Jogo? It's certainly uh, an interesting start to his uh, American professional baseball career for Shogo. Um, he came uh, over to Goodyear and um, just recently had had his family um, travel to Cincinnati. So when all this happened, he was wrestling with um, where to go. Um, choices being stay in Goodyear, go to Cincinnati, uh, go back to Japan with his family. Um, ultimately picked D, none of the above. Um, he had an invitation from Kenta Maeda um, uh, to work out with him in Los Angeles. And so he has uh, headed that direction. Uh, beyond that, how he chooses to reunite with his family or where he tends to or ends up spending long time, long term, I'm not sure. But uh, we know in the short term he headed over to L.A. to work out with uh, Maeda. Dick, Dick would you, you would, guys talked about. Do you foresee the fact that, 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 that if and when the season starts because of so many of the things we talked about already, that they're going to have to expand um, rosters, at least on a temporary basis? I would think that's a consideration. Um, we have not been told that yet, but you know, we've definitely thought through that. We've wondered if you even need a, um, more than a five-man rotation if doubleheaders become a frequent part of the schedule, um, which would be a possibility, a way to get more games in. Right. So, um, you know, that, that would allow you to carry more starting pitchers, um, and, and our depth there would, would be an advantage, would help us. Um, so uh, that's certainly got to be under consideration given the limited time to get, get players ready because we are all anxious to be playing big league games as opposed to spending that time in spring training games once we're all able to get back outside. If there was one thing or one player that was the, the, the most pleasant surprise in the short amount of time we were playing games in Arizona for your team, what or who would that be? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I was really pleased with a lot of the things I was seeing in spring, so I hate to pick one, but I, I really was – we had not brought that many new players into the organization, high-profile new players, and the way they integrated was great. Um, Moustakis sticks out as a guy that just 
yeah. um, really made a positive impression on everybody he touched. And, uh, you know, some, that's, I guess that's the first one that jumps to mind. Jim? All right, Dick, uh, we're going to step aside for another break. We're only going to have a few minutes when we come back. So, Dick, I, we're going to turn you loose now. We uh, really appreciate your time, the insight, and I know you're dealing with a bit of a logistical nightmare right now, but uh, uh, we wish you the best, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us here tonight and giving updating the Reds fans. Oh, no, thanks so much. I mean, I just uh, speaking on behalf of the organization, we're all happy to be back here in Cincinnati, and we're, we're all uh, praying for the city. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. All right, Dick, thank you very much. We'll talk to you down the road. Tom and I will be back for the final segment when we return on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Back for the final time on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. With Tom Brenneman, I'm Jim Day. A week from tomorrow, we were supposed to have opening day in Cincinnati. Obviously, that is not happening as we deal with this social crisis and uh, hopefully it will be sooner rather than later that we can put this behind us as a society and Tom Brenneman can go back to making fun of me on the air. That's exactly right. I am looking forward to that day and, and didn't realize how much I did miss it because I miss <laughs> it. And it's, uh, I know a lot of people out there were thinking, uh, and Dick said it, we're really, you know, thinking of a lot of people out there who, um, who, you know, maybe their job and, and, and certainly, you know, a lot of the, 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 the restaurants in town, the bar owners in town, now all of a sudden we've moved on to, you know, fitness centers and, and spas and, and all kinds of places where, you know, people would gather. And, and obviously there are people that, that, that work at all these places, uh, not only here in Cincinnati, but Red's country and all over the country and all over the world. And, you know, we're just thinking of every single one of them and, and certainly hope and pray that uh, our society can get back to a point where everybody can get back to have some kind of quote-unquote normalcy, normalcy again here sometime very, very soon. No doubt about it. And uh, anything Reds-related, uh, we would invite you to follow along on Reds.com, on all the social media platforms. The Reds are doing a terrific job of keeping everyone updated and being very transparent. And, again, we uh, give our best to the Arizona employee that tested positive for the yep. coronavirus and be sure that the Reds are uh, uh, respecting that person's privacy and that person will get the best care going forward. And uh, the Reds are taking all precautions as far as that goes. And uh, we ask you to do the same out there. We're all in this together, folks. Uh, we will have a hot stove league a week from today, next Wednesday, 6 o'clock, along the Reds radio network. And we thank you for joining us tonight. Stay and safe, thanks everyone. To you, Tom Brenneman. Thanks to Yeti Armbruster tonight for setting up that studio in your house, Jim Day. No doubt about it. Tom, see you down the road. All Good right, night, buddy. everyone.